I mean, I would say just go for it because love's too short not to. Are we just here on this planet to fucking work for someone else and do what we're told and fall in line and conform to whatever society thinks that we're supposed to do? No shame to the nine to fivers, but it's not for everyone. And if it doesn't feel aligned and you want something bigger for yourself, then just fucking go for it. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Kendra Perry. Kendra is a former health coach turned online business strategist for health and wellness coaches and practitioners. This conversation is all about how to create a business doing something you love. I know you're going to love this episode and it's going to help you to get going in building a business of purpose, passion, and abundance. Let's welcome Kendra onto the show. Hello, Kendra. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. How you doing? I'm good. And I'm also very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, this is going to be so good. I'm really appreciative that you're here. And I love that we both discovered that we're Canadian and we're even from the same province. So that's fun. I know we could actually like drive to each other. Yes. A lot of driving, but yeah, it would be a long drive, but we could get there and a boat, but that's okay. And a boat. Yes. (laughs) Schedules permitting. We could find each other. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Well, yes, I am so excited for our talk today and I'm really looking forward to everything we're going to dive into. Could you just start by introducing everyone to you and what you do and who you love to serve and what you're all about? Yeah. So I am an online business mentor for coaches, uh, more specifically in like the health and wellness space. And the reason why I'm so passionate about serving health coaches and practitioners is because I used to be one. And that's how I got my start in 2014 when I graduated and got my health certification and decided to just start this business. And it kind of happened on accident. And at the time I was working in forestry, which as someone who's from BC, you probably know a bit more about what that is than other people. But I, I fought fires. I designed cut blocks for logging operations. I planted trees. I And it was seasonal work. And the reason why I was in that career was because I never wanted to do something I hated. The whole corporate nine to five lifestyle never appealed to me. And even in high school, I remember being in career class and just feeling depressed because I hated getting up on Monday morning and doing this five day a week thing. And then we're trying to choose this career where we just go do the same thing forever until we're in our sixties. I was like, I don't, I'm not into this. And so I always felt pretty lost um, in that class. And I did end up going to university, but I, I just, I changed my major like multiple times. Like I just was there for a good time to party, you know, to (laughs) dance on bars. And I just really couldn't get down with like this whole career thing. And so that's ultimately why I ended up in forestry because it was seasonal and I could work six months out of the year and take the other six months off and, um, and ski in the winters. And I'm a really passionate skier. And so at the point when I started my business, I had been pursuing a potential career as a professional skier. I'd been kind of scouted by this photographer off a chairlift at the ski hill. And I had these visions of like, oh, wow, I could get paid to ski and travel the world and live this very glamorous lifestyle. But unfortunately, that same winter, I ended up um, injuring my knee after jumping off a cliff and I needed reconstructive surgery. And it was really rough because my identity was very much tied up into being a skier. I'd skied my whole life. I didn't know who I was when I wasn't a skier. And I couldn't do my work either because obviously you need a knee that works to, you know, 
do the helicopter work and hike around the bush and do all these things. So I kind of ended up in this really kind of lost dark place and um, didn't really know what to do with myself and ended up on medical unemployment for a year and just kind of like living in my apartment, like not doing anything, didn't know what to do. I ended up starting um, a blog, a health blog, because that surgery that I had also triggered what ended up being like a seven year long struggle with chronic fatigue and undiagnosed Lyme disease, which I had all this shit going on in my body. And I think that was just the trigger. So I'd become quite interested in like my healing journey and health. So I started this health blog just for something to do. And I literally wrote an article every day and then thought I could be a blogger, but probably made like $7 off AdSense in total. (laughs) was lucky, like just could not figure it out. And then one day I was listening to a podcast and I heard about this health coaching certification program. And I suddenly realized, well, oh my gosh, I could stay in my tiny town, start an online business, doing something I feel passionate about. And, um, and that's what I did. It wasn't super straightforward. Uh, building a business is, as I'm sure you're aware is tricky. There's a lot that goes on in it. And when you have no business background, no business training, when you barely know how to open your computer, it's definitely, it was a bit of a struggle. And so I, it took me quite a while, but I did eventually figure it out and grew that business until about 2019, when I really realized that my passion really lied in empowering other health coaches to do the same, because I feel that health coaches have a really important role to play on this planet. I think um, people are pretty sick. I think that's pretty apparent. And I think health coaches can help empower the world to kind of a healthier state, which I actually think would shift like the global consciousness of the planet. So I know that if that's to happen, then health coaches need to be able to grow their business. Mm, I love that. Wow. What a story. And it's funny because as you were saying about, you know, skiing and then, you know, something happening where now you couldn't ski and you couldn't work as an intuitive, I'm like, yep, that was the detour. That was yep. the, the thing going, no, not this way, actually this way. Cause I talk a lot about how roadblocks or detours in the right direction and, you know, trying mm-hmm. to take guidance from life when we can. Right. So it's just interesting how you got completely sidetracked, but into something that sounds like it's more fulfilling to your soul and to your purpose. And, you know, something that you're probably able to make a bigger ripple effect than even being an amazing skier or working the job you were, you can make such a bigger ripple effect in the world this way and use your gifts and talents and heal yourself and all the things along the way. So that's beautiful. It's neat. I love hearing people's stories because, you know, we're always Mm -hmm. being guided, especially when you come to a place where you're living in purpose, it's like, it was a road to get there. And it's neat to hear you know, a little bit about your road to get there. Um, and I was actually a health health coach when I started this and what was coming up when you were saying about how health coaches have an important role in the world is it's, yeah, we, we need health. And I feel like a lot of people do get sidetracked with how hard business can be and it takes them out of their joy of what they're doing. And then they give up and go like, I can't do this. This isn't for me. And then we're robbing the world of people getting the empowerment of health the other part I was just going to say is that becoming healthier is also a mind self mastery journey too. It's not just about more quinoa. It's about, you know, really (laughs) tapping into deep levels of self-love. So the work you're doing and that the coaches are doing with you is just such a, such an important part right now. So that's, that's really cool. So what, who do you usually see? Is it like new coaches or people that have been in it for a little bit looking to scale their business? Yes. I'm generally helping brand new coaches, like literally like 
some of them are still in their certification training up to about three years. So in my, my first program, I kind of, it's a foundational program where I help them kind of, you know, get the system set up, get the marketing strategy, the sales plan, you know, build the audience, gain the visibility. And then I have a next level program where it teaches them how to scale and turn their uh, one-on-one coaching into a group program for those who want to work with uh, clients in more of like a group container. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's really neat, especially at the beginning of their business. So mm-hmm. talking to the people here that are in the beginning of their business or people that are wanting to do something similar to you, I, when you were saying the story, I'm like, oh, there's so many people that are there where they're like, COVID's taken it away, or they realize yeah. that they're not joyful about what they're doing and they want something more meaningful, but they don't know what to do. What are some of those first steps and allowing, you know, sort of setting the foundation for making that ripple effect and making that successful business? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. A lot of people think, okay, I have my corporate job and I want this business, but how am I going to make that leap? I have this paycheck and now I have to make my own money. And I felt that too. And I remember I was sitting on unemployment being like, okay, I'm getting like $1,600 a month from the government which was enough to pay my bills. But I was like, how do I just start making that on my own? And what I ultimately did was I had a side job. Well, I didn't. I think it's okay to have a part-time job and make a slow transition. I ended up, the program of which I did my certification through, I ended up working for them for three years after I graduated. And it was like 20 hours a week. So it was perfect, right? It's just, I think it's really important to not be stressed about money when you start your business, especially when we're talking about you know, I know you do a lot of energetics, but that energy piece matters, right? And when you are desperate for money and you're desperate to get a client, it ends up repelling people. And people don't necessarily like understand what they're sensing in your marketing or in your efforts to kind of get yourself in front of people, but something will always feel off. And I think that detachment piece, which is obviously way easier said than done, you know, oh, just detach from the outcome. Meanwhile, we're like, ah, you need a client, you know? Um, But it is really important. And I think if you're at least getting your baseline expenses paid through some sort of like part-time employment or job, uh, then that will be enough to kind of like get yourself out of what I call like desperation marketing, Mm. right? Because it is hard, as you know, like the first couple of years in business, like it's not a walk in the park for anyone. Um, it can still be really exciting and fulfilling, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to figure out. And I think people really need to understand that um, there's a lot of mindset involved. You're going to get triggered. Like all the shit that you thought you dealt with, it's going to come up in your business. And that's kind of the uh, blessing and the curse of a business is that, yeah, that stuff comes up and it's challenging and it feels hard, but it's this huge opportunity to grow. And I mean, so much of my development and my growth has been kind of forced on me because of my business. And I mean, I think it's really important to not only have your, you know, the financial piece covered, but like understand that like when you're getting triggered, it's a normal part of the process and it's an invitation. Mm, Oh my goodness. That's like life wisdom right there. I love that. (laughs) I love breaking that down for people where it's like, actually, like, especially when people think they have to be high vibe all the time. Mm. And I'll say actually our biggest teachers and opportunities are the low vibes. And they're like, what? I thought I was just aiming for high vibe. I'm like, no, no, no. What, where you are triggered is the portal to your next level if you choose it. Right. So that's just amazing wisdom right there. Thank you. (laughs) And I love the piece you said about being, um, 
about being financially sort of somewhat secure while you're starting your business. And I remember in my first group coaching program, and this girl had like the whole, like, leave your job, you know, 10, 10 K months in months, you know, like she just either lived that and had other money coming in that we didn't know about. Maybe she really did it. I don't know, but that was her whole thing. And I was just determined to leave my job. And I saved up, I think it was about four months of like rent and stuff. And I was like, that'll be fine. Four months of full-time business. I'll totally be making like my full-time income. Oh my gosh. I remember people saying like, I I think you should get another job as I was starting to scramble at towards the end and coaches and stuff. Cause I just went full in. You should probably look at somewhere else for income. And I was like, no. And I took it like, no, I'm determined. I am focused. Like my will will take me the distance and yes, cool. But I love how you said it. There are things to learn. Like no matter how determined a child is to get on a bike and ride it perfectly the first time or even second time, it's freaking physics, man. You're going to fall. Like you are going to fall and be triggered and stuff you're going to need to work through. I'm in year, this is coming up year eight of business. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the last year I have started to experience it getting easier and it feeling now feeling just like, oh my goodness. Yes. This is what I was vision boarding and, you know, dreaming about totally. And there's always more room to expand, but I had like a good six and a half to seven years of figuring it out and sometimes barely paying bills. And that's not how everyone's story has to be. It can be much quicker, but I love that you say that, like find a way to have a little bit of cushion as you're learning. I love that. Yeah. I think that's really, really important because like you said, it doesn't have to take a long time, but I would say for most people, like you're not going to be making six figures in six months. Mm -hmm. It takes time. And I think the first year is fucked you know, it's just like, what am I doing? I'm learning all these new things. I'm getting rejected over and over and over again. And like, oh my God, when is it going to get easier? And I feel that if you stay the course with your focus and your niche after about a year, it starts to get like less fucked is like the best way to describe it. And then those next two years are still really challenging. I feel like you do start to hit your stride at about year three, but like yourself, this is my year eight as well. We have so much in common and yeah, it's finally like, oh my God, like I get it now. But then that being said, it's like, I made the transition from like health coaching to business coaching. So like growing pains with that. And then I made the transition from like one-on-one to a group program. And now I'm making the transition from like live launching to automated. Mm -hmm. And I'm going through the growing pains of that. So really like there's always growing pains and, um, and, and a bit of like, I guess, struggle and like figuring things out, even if you are later on in your business. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I kind of was just seeing that, you know, within growth innately, like almost like built in is struggle, but what is the meaning of struggle? What do we make that Mm -hmm. mean is struggle? Like I shouldn't be struggling. This is bad. I should give up or everyone else is doing it better than me. Or is it just acknowledging like riding a bike, like learning anything? It's tough at first. Like your first five workouts, when you start working out are like the worst, you feel like you're going to die. And then pretty soon you're like, Oh, I'm getting my stride. Right. So I just love that Mm -hmm. in life and in business for sure. That's just so amazing. Um, can we talk a little bit then about 
about niching. And this is for, you know, those entrepreneurs already established or those like really starting to dive in because there's so much information around niching. And of course, everybody says like, you know, the money is in the niche and then other people are like, don't niche too much and blah, blah, blah. And there's just so much about it. So what does niching mean to you and how, what's your general sort of teaching around that? Yeah. So I'm a huge proponent of niching. And I think a lot of the, I do get pushback from that. Like you said, there's people who are like, don't niche, but I feel like when people are feeling resistance towards niching, I think typically they're just not really understanding what a niche is. And this is especially true if we're talking about like personal development, uh, spiritual health coaching, where things are very holistic because, you know, when we talk about niching, we're talking about choosing a segment of the market and every business has a niche. I mean, Walmart has a niche, Canadian Tire has a niche, Target has a niche, right? They're going after a very specific type of person. And I think that it, it niching is not just about like this targeting of the market, but to me, it's also about intimacy. And if you are trying to talk to kind of a more general group of people, there's not intimacy because you don't get them because they don't, there are a bunch of people who don't have a lot of things in common. Giving this like general message or this general stream of communication is kind of like lightly touches everyone versus if you know a very specific person that you're helping with a very specific problem, you can get to know that person incredibly deeply and intimately. And it's that sort of connection that you build with people where people are like, oh my God, this person, like they know me, they get me, they understand me. And people just want to feel seen and heard and understood. Right. And so when you, when you niche properly, that's what you're giving to a small group of people. Right. And I think where people get stuck with niching, especially, especially in like the holistic kind of wellness space is they've been taught that everything is connected and everything is holistic and niching feels like you are discounting that. Mm. Right. And when I talk to health coaches, for example, um, they're like, well, I just, you know, everything's connected. Like the guts connected to hormones is connected to the immune system and mental health and spiritual. It's all connected. And if I niche, like, aren't I just like denying that that's a thing I'm just going to niche in like acne. I'm just going to niche in weight loss, whatever it is. But I mean, that's, that's how you coach. It's not even really about how you teach or how you people, it's purely about communication and meeting people where they're at. So you can, if you're going to say, I'm going to be a weight loss coach, you can still talk about hormones and gut health and immune function and detox. You can talk about all that stuff. You just have to make it relevant to that person because they don't have the training that you do. And we can't assume that they do. Everyone has been socially conditioned in this medical paradigm that separates the body, right? So if we assume they know what we do, we lose them because they're just like, man, I gained 15 pounds and I want to lose it. And then you're over here being like, I'll help you balance your health. And they're like, yeah, okay, shut up. I'm just going to go find this weight loss coach. Right. <laughs> totally. Oh my goodness. It's kind of like Jack of all trades, master of none, except for it's like mm. message of all trades, like doesn't actually infiltrate into anyone's you know, being, and I love that business saying like a confused mind never buys. Yeah. I always think of that. Like if, like you say, balance your health, like I know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I'm in, I want to balance my health, but most people aren't Googling how to balance my health. They're Googling lower cholesterol, lose weight, you know? So that's, I love yeah. that you say that, that 
it's not about cutting people out. It's about being very, um, very specific in your messaging mm-hmm. so that the right people are attracted to you. And then once you get them in the door, then you explain to them how gut health is important for weight loss and how, you know, meditation is important for balancing, you know, your emotions or whatever. And you can give them all the things, you know, and teach the way you want to teach, but it's that message that's specific. I really love that. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's where people get just really stuck is they've been taught by their school, their certification that like, oh, just like offer health coaching, but it's just not what people are Googling or what they're looking for online. And what makes people buy is trust. Is that no like trust factor and trust is really important. And if people don't feel like you get them, it doesn't really matter if you have this amazing program at the best price point at the best value. If they're like, I don't think this person gets me and I don't trust them, then they're not going to buy. And it's really hard to build trust um, when you're just talking about general crap. And I think the other thing is people maybe don't realize that the niche statement that you create, it's almost like the first point of attraction. I like to think of it as like the billboard on the side of the highway. How much time do you have to read that billboard? Like five seconds, maybe. So it can't say, I help you with this, using this way with this and blah, blah, blah. I can't have all this stuff on it because people don't have enough time to read it. So with our niche statement, we're just trying to get people into our world and get them interested in following us and sticking around, whether that's like um, following us on Instagram or subscribing to our YouTube channel or subscribing to the podcast. It just kind of is the first point that makes them want to stick around, but that's not all they get. Once they're in their world or they're in your world, they're going to realize, oh, you're not the average weight loss coach. You're not just telling me to eat less and exercise more. Like you're talking about intuitive eating. Okay, cool. You're talking about body image. And that's where you start to show them like your philosophy and how it's different. And so, a lot of people are trying to put that all into a niche statement and it's too much. Like we just need to know, like, who do you help? What problem do you solve? And what's the outcome that is available to people? Mm, Yeah. Super simple. I -hmm. really love that. There's a saying, and I don't know if it's like common in the business world, but I've heard a few times where it's kind of like sell them the chocolate and give them the veggie, the veggies. So it's like you sell them what they think they want, and then you give them what you know they really need. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you need to be like, I love that billboard thing. Like you can't have all this thing and, you know, really amping up your, this and all the benefits, like you have to just have this clear statement. So everybody gets, and then the sales page of the program is the place to have the talking or the about page. Like that's where you can go more in depth, but for people to just get it and get your niche is like, I I love that simplicity there. So for somebody who's just starting out and they might not totally know, like you with the blog, I was thinking like you were starting to get into health and you just create a blog. So they're in that place where they're like, I really like talking about this. How do I go into even starting to think of what my niche would be from that kind of like curious place of like, who am I here to serve? And I don't know how spiritual minded you are or what, but like, almost like, what am I being called to do? What's my purpose here? What am I really passionate about? How do we start to kind of hone in on that in a niche and hopefully start your business a little bit niche. So you don't have to do that in year five. Like I did. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I would say like everyone is an expert at something, right? Like we all know something. I use this example, but there is a guy who has a multi seven figure business and he teaches a course that shows you how to teach your cat to poop in the toilet. That's it. That's what he makes all his money on. It's very 
you know, a very important skill. People want their cat to poop in the toilet and not the litter box. But like, you know, it's like if that guy can make a multi seven figure business with this basic thing, then you can too. Right. So I think, you know, figuring out like, what is the one thing that I love to talk about, I think is really, really important. And then in terms of like niching, it will always be easier if you niche in something that you have a personal experience with, Mm -hmm. because it comes back to that intimacy piece, right? I've been a health coach trying to help everyone, struggling to build my business, struggling with the tech, not understanding social media. Like I've been that person. When I was a health coach, I ended up focusing and helping women with energy and chronic fatigue. And I had chronic fatigue. So it was really easy for me to communicate with these people because I understood what they were going through throughout the day in a way that no one else would understand unless they also have that problem. So I think that will really serve you. Now, you may not have had a health issue or, you know, a problem with the problem you want to solve, but usually there's something. Maybe you had a child go through this problem or a parent, or you watched a friend, like usually there is some reason why. And I think that's where we can really find our passion, right? Because usually it's like this personal experience where it's like, I don't want to see other people have to go through that. And so it will be easy from like a marketing standpoint, if you focus on helping people with something that you have had experience with. Mm, Yeah. And that trust factor, I think that's almost Mm -hmm. like a subconscious thing. If people don't feel like you've been there, then they're just not going to trust you as you touched on. Like if someone was doing like how to make money course, but they were given all their money from their parents and they never had to work for it. And like, you just Mm. would go, well, I'm actually going to learn from the person who was $20,000 in debt and is now a millionaire or whatever. Like that's to me more trustworthy than like, do you know? Um, so I love that. And what about, like I was thinking about, I've had several clients and I see this where somebody, you know, my people have been through a lot. So whether it's a passion or a talent, or like you have learned how to overcome and heal and rise and get out of your own way and create a better life, instead of being anxious, you're now more intuitive and easygoing and finding more joy in your life. So there's things like that, that are turned into businesses every day. Right. And I have a few people that, I mean, it's come into my experience several times where someone wants to be like a self-love coach, right? They've realized that self-love is actually the foundation of everything. And if you don't have that and they go on, right, that's what they're really passionate about. So how do we go from that into more of a niche, just even Mm -hmm. for that example? Because there are a lot of people that have like, this has been my thing. Mm -hmm. I want to teach other people, but what's a self-love coach and how do I even like get out there? Yeah. So I think that's a good point. Like figuring out like, where am I passionate? But then we have to think about, okay, I want to help people with self-love. Like what is the awareness of people? Like, do people know that the reason why they're struggling is because they don't love themselves? And this is something that people uh, come up against is that they're trying to solve a problem that people may not be aware that they have. Mm -hmm. So it's figuring out, okay, first, like who is the person I actually want to help? And that can be a good place to start. Um, Like, who do I feel excited about serving? A lot of times it's people similar to us, right? You know, like we want to serve women in their thirties or like single moms like us or whatever, right? So figuring out like, who is that person? So if we're thinking about self-love and maybe we want to, um, you know, we'll just use single moms as an example. So we want to serve single moms. We have to think about are single moms aware that they don't love themselves enough, right? And sometimes market research can be really helpful, actually like getting out there and 
asking, interviewing people and, you know, or being a fly on the wall in Facebook groups or go to Reddit. Reddit's a gold mine for this sort of thing and see what people are actually saying. Cause we really want to know their awareness. And it doesn't mean that if they don't have the awareness that you can't do that, it just might mean that the communication is a little bit different. So we have to think about, okay, so if we have single moms who don't love themselves and they're not aware that that's like the root problem, because we can't usually target root cause, what's the superficial issue that they're having, right? Is it toxic relationships? Like can't find a relationship or I'm in abusive relationships. Is it anxiety, right? Like what's the actual superficial problem that they are aware of? And then that's what you kind of go for it with the niche. Mm-hmm. Like help single moms. I'm just going to use a random example, but I'm going to single moms with anxiety, like, you know, and then maybe when they come into your world, your program, like you're talking about like, Hey, the reason why you're anxious all the time is because like, you're not prioritizing self-care and because you have all this negative internal thinking. So we really have to think about the awareness level. You can still be a self-love coach, but it may be that you have to target it in a bit of a different way or talk about it in a bit of a different way, because we need to know, like, do people even know that they hate themselves? Because I know that I was unaware of it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's something just even personally, I go in and out of all the time with my business. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, am I niche enough? Am I not? Am I this? Because, you know, I can teach manifestation, but I'm here for something so much bigger. So sometimes I I think about that stuff, obviously, because I have a business and I'm always looking to, you know, improve it. And it's like, what are people actually Googling? And people aren't Googling like how to not hate yourself. Like you said, it is anxiety. It's worry. It's, you know, do you attract the same patterns over and over or struggle with boundaries? Like there's a real Mm. telltale about self-love or something like that. Right. And so I really hear you on that. And that can be like, I find it extremely tricky in what I do because it is I don't know if it's like you were saying the more holistic stuff, it can, it can be sometimes a little harder to nail, but I love the advice about like, what have you been through or someone similar to you that tends to be the ideal client. And so if you're like a yoga teacher and you're wanting to niche your business, it's almost like yoga teacher, like for teaching 20 something yoga teachers or, Mm -hmm. you know, like something like, I love that. Like you said that it's like, self-love for single moms or healing anxiety for single moms, like to have them sort of get in the door so you can show them what's really going on. And that is a beautiful way. And I think too, in your language, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Like in the language, I spent so many years going, what should I say? And ducka, 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 and trying to like edit and perfect. And I don't know. And then it turned out to not feel like me. My website mm-hmm. was like, here's the details, but they didn't get my humor, my energy, my, my vibes. Right. And so sometimes we have to, and again, I want to hear what you have to say to this, like our language, because you might not know, maybe you have a home improvement blog that you don't really know what you want to do, but it's like how to make home improvements, like on your own for 20 somethings, figuring it out or something like even that can kind of niche you by not being so rigid. What do you, what do you think about that in the language you use? Yeah. I mean, I think people really need to just be themselves. You know, when I started out and I think a lot of uh, people in health coaching come across this because we, there's a bit of a inferiority complex with like the medical doctor. It's like, we're always pushing up like, oh, well, how are you different than like a medical doctor? Why can't I just go to my doctor? Right. So there's this need to want to prove yourself and be like, I'm super smart. And so I was like, look at me, I'm super smart, but I'm super professional. I'm not really a professional person. 
I swear I'm weird. I like to be super silly, say weird things. Like, you know, I'm not like, I got no class. I'm not a classy girl. It's just not who I am. <laughs> we should hang out. <laughs> we should hang out for sure. <laughs> and so I was like trying to show up as this very like professional, like, you know, kind of like straight talker, like not a lot of emotion because I thought that's who I was supposed to be. And it always felt off. And I hated it. I hated getting on video because I just was like, oh man, I'm like containing my weirdness. I just want to like let the weird out. And then finally I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to be myself. And I showed up on a video and I dropped a bunch of F-bombs and people were like, whoa, and like super turned off. Right. Because they were like, I signed up for this and now I'm getting this. And it was a bit of a hard experience to go through. Cause I was like, oh my God, everyone's like hating me. Maybe I shouldn't have sworn. And I was just like really hard on myself, but I managed to work through it. And I was just like, you know, those aren't my people. Like if they met me in real life, like they wouldn't want to be my friend because this is how I am. Mm -hmm. And so uh, now I just, I just am who I am. And I don't really get much of that hate because it's very clear when you come across my content, like who I am. So people who aren't into it, they, they're kind of out before they even come in and, I think, like you said, like the language is really important. Like just be yourself. Don't try to be anyone you're not. Like if you say a certain words all the time, when you talk to your friends, that's what you should say online. Like everything should be very conversational. We don't want to be in the position of talking down to people or talking to people like they're stupid or like we're above them or, you know, just explaining to them, like they don't get it. Like how would you explain this if you were sitting down with the, your best girlfriend or your best guy friend or whatever? Like, how would you actually talk about that? So I think, you know, that being yourself is very important because there's only one me, there's only one you. And when we're just ourselves, like people are either going to naturally gravitate towards you or not. And that's great. It suddenly makes it very easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a beautiful thing that I learned at some point where I used to hate and look at my email list and oh my goodness, like three people unsubscribed and all this stuff. And then I started this whole energy of like, hey, the unsubscribe button's here if this is no longer for you and like permission to go. And even when mm -hmm. I pivoted businesses and went more sort of spiritual and more depthy, I said like, this is what's going on. Anyone that wants to go, it's fine. But just that thing of like it's a natural filtering process and the people yeah. will come to you who resonate. And if somebody is one F-bomb away from dropping you, like they're not your ideal client. If you're <laughs> yeah. someone that drops F-bombs, like your ears are going to hurt by the end of this. Sorry about that, but not sorry. You, yeah, you yeah. really do want to be you. And I love what you said about conversational because I think when websites first started, your website is like your business card and your website mm -hmm. is this professional thing that entrepreneurs have. So you kind of start getting into the like, okay, I got to make a website, but really it is kind of like a digital business card, but like the new way of like just showing mm -hmm. people who you are so they can get a yes or no feeling and decide to follow you on social media or sign up with you or whatever or not. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that. Like, keep it real. I also like that with photos. I'll tell people, yeah. like, don't just post all of your professional, perfectly lit photos. Like, you know, whether it's selfies or not, who cares, but post some photos that actually look like you. I say that to my assistant, I'll say like, I want some of the real ones and lots of them. Like I have a whole folder of, you know, my promo photos and she'll use them for things. I'm like, use the ones with no makeup. Cause when someone hops on a call with me, I don't want them to be shocked at what I actually look like. like <laughs> this is me. Right. So anyway, yeah. I love that. It's like being really authentic to who you are. 
So I, I'm curious about, and this is probably what your first course is all about, but say, so you started doing the blogging. It's a beautiful example of your, your blogging, but then you, it didn't go anywhere in quotes mm-hmm. or you couldn't like crack it. So I've known a few people that have like really wanted like a blog to be where they go or something like that. And, you know, or whatever it is online and they give it their all for a few months. And then there's that inevitable, like hard stop of like, shit, this isn't working. Like for me, I'm like, four months, I'll be in the clear 10 K months. Here I come. <laughs> um, and so then they hit that roadblock of like, I want to do this, but then, you know, your spirits start going down and you start getting like, Ugh, and all your shit comes in. What do you say to people there when they're kind of in that really unpredictable place? That's a lot of people fold, um, for those that don't want to fold and want to make it through that time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And there's definitely lots of those kind of, I want to fold phases. And I think, I think if people can really connect to the bigger reason why they do what they do, that will help. And I think we all need sort of like, people will call this like the big why. And I think it needs to be something that's more than just like making money because, you know, early on in my business, like I just like want to make money, want to make money. And and I'm very money driven. I'll be honest. Like I like to hit income goals. I like to make money. I like when I'm getting my Stripe notifications, like that feels good. It hits my dopamine and makes my ego feel awesome. Right. And I, I dig it, but I think we need to come up with a reason why a bigger reason why we do what we do. And I mentioned in the beginning, like I have this whole concept of like, oh, I can be a part of helping to shift this global consciousness by empowering health coaches who can help everyone else be healthy. And so whatever it is in your business, like what is that big reason? It doesn't have to be something noble. It could be something as simple as like, I want to have time to spend with my kids so I can actually see them grow up. You know, I don't want to have to send my kid to a babysitter five days a week. I want to have one day where I get to be with them and help watch them grow. Right. So I think just really connecting to like, what's that big reason why you want a business because with business, yeah, it's a lot of work, but what it comes with, which I think is such a gift is flexibility. You know, if you do things right, like it used to kill me when I was, you know, thinking about, Oh, I have to get this nine to five job. And I was like, well, what if something's happening on the day on Wednesday? do I just never get to go? What if something's happening on a Wednesday? And it would kill me. I was just like, but there's things happening on Wednesdays and do I just never get to go? And so like this flexibility piece is just so, so important to me, you know, like just, I work sometimes 10 hours a week, sometimes 40 hours a week, depending on the weather. Cause I'm a big skier. I love mountain biking. I love hiking. So my schedule goes with the weather. If it's going to snow, I'm going skiing. And last week it snowed a lot. So I barely worked last week and this week I'm kind of like, you know, doing a little bit more hustle to kind of catch up. But I love that. We really have to connect that reason why, because there are times where, yeah, you're like, fuck, this is really hard. And I don't know if I'm going to make it. And especially in that first year. So, but I believe that if you stick it through and you get mentorship, I think, you know, I, um, mentorship is one of my really big values because, I mean, it's a lot to figure out on your own. So finding a mentor that you connect connect with that can help blaze the trail with you is what will help you get there faster for sure. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in that. Like I never Mm -hmm. am not learning and being mentored and, you Mm -hmm. know, because 
it like I, I couldn't have done all this on my own. I mean, of course, innately the power is within me, but the knowledge of like learning how mm-hmm. to do an email list and learning, like if you're getting into a business, whether it's online or not, there's businessy stuff you gotta learn. Yeah. I didn't know about business taxes. I didn't know, and you know, so I, I yeah, it's it's um it's tough, but mentorship I feel is always the way. I mean, they say that right, like the way yeah. to get somewhere is to have someone who's done it, show you how kind of thing. It's like you learn Mm -hmm. from them and you get to speed up the process. Um, Yeah. And I love what you said about the big why and and connecting to that, because if you start out your business and you're not financially like terrified and you're connecting to your why and even that and remembering, you know, to be authentic when you can in those beginning years, not trying to be all tickety boo. um, That is like, to me, that's what I would say to someone. And when I teach Mm. people that have businesses, it's like, it truly is that bigger. Why will keep you going, will keep you going. Okay. So that thing didn't work, but I know something else that will really help people. And I find like getting on Instagram stories, I find so many times these days where I'm just excited to share something. And I'm like, Hey, you, like, I want to let you know, like you've overcome so much you're doing it. Whereas years ago, I'd probably be thinking like, how could this strategize into making money? Or how can I say all this inspiring stuff and then follow it up with a sale or a pitch or, you know, and now I'm like, yes, there's Mm -hmm. a time to pitch. There's a time to launch. There's a time to hustle. There's a time to share your offerings, but there's also a time to just give value because you're passionate about what you do and you love to do it. Right. So finding that sort of why is amazing. That's so great. Yeah. And I think even some simple mindset shifts because, you know, you're not going to love everything you do in your business. You know, it's not all unicorns and rainbows. Like even if you outsource most of the annoying tasks, ultimately you're always going to be, have to do things that you don't want to do. And I find what helps me is just that shift from like, I have to do this to, I get to do this because I get to do this. And that's what allows me to like have this lifestyle in this business and, you know, looking at other people around me who are in that nine to five hustle and never get time off and are exhausted on the weekends because they're trying to do all the things. And then they're miserable on Sundays because tomorrow's Monday. And I'm just like, I don't have to do that. And I get to do this. So that helps me too, because yeah, you're always doing things where you're like, well, this isn't the most inspiring thing to do, but it needs to be done. Hmm. Yeah. And it's like to write that email means more people get to hear about your offer and maybe sign up mm-hmm. with you, not yeah. just for money, but like to impact the world. And so, yeah, sometimes you might not love the email um, or the admin stuff or whatever, but you got to do it at, at some point. And yeah, I really mm-hmm. like that. I also like what you said about flexibility and you know, why you're getting into business. I also think that's really important for people Mm -hmm. that have been in business for a while to remember why you started this. Because for me, I did years where I didn't really take much time off. Like I would be like in the summer, I'm, you know, working less hours, but I started going like, wait a minute, who's in charge of this shit? Like I'm in charge. So I went through, it was, I think it was two years ago, but I went through it in January and just started booking time off. I was like, I'm giving myself a long weekend here. Let's take a week in August. Let's take a week in September when the kids go back, that would be nice. And I just started doing it and it's been the best thing I ever did. And so sometimes for those already going entrepreneurs, remember to stop and breathe and remember why you did this. Like when it snows, go out and ski or do, you know, go play in it. Not just strapped to your desk being like, it's the entrepreneur lifestyle. You know, they say like, <laughs> I traded a nine for nine to five to 24 seven. Cause you could, you could always be on your phone mm-hmm. doing something yeah, on yeah. your business, but remember to uh, like sink into that lifestyle too. That's just, yeah, that's so beautiful. 
Um, this has been so great. Is there anything else that you want to touch on for those people that are filled with passion and want to help the world and maybe in that kind of in-between stage and really looking to create their own income and, and make a difference in the world? Is there anything that you feel you want to say to those people? I mean, I would say just go for it because life's too short not to, right? Like, are we just here on this planet? to fucking work for someone else and do what we're told and fall in line and conform to whatever society thinks that we're supposed to do. Um, I don't think a lot of people, and some people love that and that's great. And no shame to the nine to fivers who just love that. That's great, but it's not for everyone. And if it doesn't feel aligned and you want something bigger for yourself, then just fucking go for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's new things all the time. Like you said, someone, Mm -hmm is rich over cat litter. Like there's new (laughs) ways or cat training. There's new ways to attract abundance and to serve people, you Mm -hmm. know, even people that have become VAs and they just love serving other, helping other Mm -hmm. business owners. And it's like, there's so many options. So like, if one thing doesn't work, you feel discouraged. It's totally just keep going, keep learning. I don't know how many courses I've taken and books I've read and mentors I've worked with to kind of figure out my way. Um, and I love that. It's like, just go mm-hmm. for it. And it is the time it's the digital age. Like you can kind of do whatever you want. <laughs> I know it's amazing. And starting an online business is like really low startup, like super cheap, right. Versus like starting a restaurant and having to like, you know, put 200 grand on the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the titles are hilarious too. I saw someone the other day that was like an inner unicorn coach. And I'm like, see, you can really be anything. If you someone can be, be <laughs> an inner unicorn coach, like you can, you know, you can definitely find your way. I love it. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much for this. Again, it's been so great. Where are the best places for people to find you if they want to take your course or just follow along? Um, where do you hang out? Yeah. So Instagram is where I hang out. Um, I do answer all my DMs. So if you have any questions or want to just say, Hey, I would love to hear from you. My handle is just at Kendra Perry, INC, Kendra Perry Inc. And I also have a podcast, which you are going to be on soon. Very excited about that. The wealthy Mm -hmm. coach podcast. So, um, really great, like uh, strategy tips, tech mindset hacks for uh, new coaches. And, um, I think that's it. Yeah. My website's KendraPerry.net. If anyone wants to check that out. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you again so much. I'll put all of your links in the show notes. So everybody make sure to go check that out, follow along. And, um, thank you. Thank you so much. Cause I really do believe entrepreneurial work is the way for all of us to have our own freedom, that ripple effect that you're talking about. It's just amazing. So thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I genuinely hope that it helped you in your life and it inspired you. If you want to find more from me and my guests, make sure to check the link in the show notes, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. I am at Talia Joy Manifestation. Make sure to take a screenshot that you're listening to the show. Come and tag us over on Instagram. Let us know your takeaways. We love to hear about people manifesting their dream lives. So make sure to check the link in the show notes. There are also some free goodies down there for you. I'll see you in the next episode.